Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. My name is Dr. Taves. I'm the owner of Novera Headache Center here in Colorado Springs. And this is uh, episode number six, where we're going to talk about two things that every headache and migraine sufferer should avoid. Just a reminder, I am on a mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Now, this uh, this episode is going to have more application than the previous episodes. We've talked about some foundational things as far as what's the number one overlooked cause of headaches and migraines. We've talked about some triggers and things to avoid um, as far as what your daily life looks like. And uh, many of you have already been avoiding triggers, but hopefully that episode was able to help out. In this episode, we're going to talk about a couple things to avoid at home. Now, these two things are typically not completely understood or thought of as harmful or aggravating to patients with headaches and migraines, and that's why I want to talk about them. So some of the obvious things that people will do when they have headaches or migraines is go to the doctor and get medication, um, maybe try supplements, avoid certain inflammatory foods in their diets, more on that path of triggers. Now, if you think back to the uh, trigger discussion, that episode, what we talked about is that there's two elements that our body is responding to. The first element is this idea of, of threshold, what your body's able to tolerate. And your threshold can drop when we introduce something that aggravates or takes our body's attention away from the neck. And so if there's an inflammatory food group, our body needs to respond to that. Uh, if there's other, if there's barometric pressure changes, our body is responding uh, to the barometric pressure changes. And so there's that threshold line that can drop the other element or the other thing that can change that is common to change that threshold line is hormone changes, fluctuations in hormones. So that's changing that, that hormone threshold. The other element is uh, neck tension or the underlying source of pain. How irritated is the neck in that moment? And if the threshold drops and the irritation in the neck increases, uh, that's when you'll experience a headache or a migraine, when those two lines flip. Now, if your threshold is above the neck tension line, it doesn't mean that you don't have any neck tension in that moment. It just means that your body's able to tolerate that level of tension. And so these two aspects of uh, that we're going to talk about, these two things that every migraine sufferer should avoid, uh, have to do with the level of tension in your neck, that underlying generator of pain. And how do we modify our daily activities to prevent an increase in, in the level of tension uh, in the neck? And so the first thing we're going to talk about is sleeping position, sleeping on your stomach, sleeping on your side, sleeping on your back. What's the best option? Are there nuances of each of those that can help? We're going to dive into that. The second thing we're going to talk about is sitting sedentary posture. What is the best posture to be in? Is sitting okay? Um, should you go on a run? Should you walk? Uh, we're going to answer those questions. So what do you do when you sleep and what do you do when you're awake? Those two things are the most important for me when I'm interacting with a patient and working with them to solve this problem. Now, these are things that are out of my control, and so it is important to educate the patient. So you, being a listener of this podcast, will get the benefit um, of stepping into this conversation that I have with every patient and understanding the importance of these two things. So let's talk about sleeping position. Most people 
when I ask them how they sleep, the, what position they sleep in, the answer is that they sleep on their back or on their side. Now, I, I do run into patients that sleep on their stomach, and uh, typically they'll say that that's the only position that they find is comfortable. Now, <clears throat> to kind of preface the whole sleeping conversation, I understand that changing your sleep position can be a difficult thing. And I also want to say that sleep is important. Sleep is, uh, I, I don't want to prioritize the sleep position over sleep itself. And so if you're tossing and turning all night, your body does need sleep to be able to fight off this pain uh, that you experience. And so the importance of sleep is there. I would prioritize finding a position that allows you to sleep. But I do believe that most people can successfully change their sleep position and still get sleep. So this idea that you have to uh, sleep in one position might be something that that you just have to overcome, uh, we'll, we'll call it with practice. So what I mean by practice is we're going to talk about um, a couple different sleep positions and take my advice as far as attempting to fall asleep in that position. Uh, try it for 10, 15, 20 minutes. If it doesn't seem to be working, adjust it just subtly. Uh, but the principles that we want to apply, no matter what position you fall asleep in, the principle that we want to apply is to reduce the amount of stress that's placed through your neck. So sleeping on your stomach is the worst position to sleep in for someone that has headaches or migraines. Now that doesn't mean that everyone that sleeps on their stomach will have headaches or migraines because the neck does allow us about 80 or 90 degrees of rotation. The problem is that when you don't have the movement in the upper part of the neck, when you turn your head 80, 90 degrees to the right or to the left, all of that motion is coming from the mid portion of the neck that is not capable um, or is having to do extra work to turn your head that far. And so there's a level of tension uh, with your head rotated to the right or to the left as you sleep on your stomach. Now, for those who don't have headaches or migraines who sleep on your stomach, I would still encourage you to um, find a comfortable position on your side or your back because the the rotation all the way to 90 degrees one way or the other is more likely to lead to neck tension, waking up with a kinked neck, sore neck, um, and potentially even a headache if you do experience intermittent headaches. All right, so the number one thing as far as sleeping position is not to sleep on your stomach. So then how should you sleep? So side sleeping and back sleeping are fine. Back sleepers, when it comes to a pillow, will need a, a little bit of a thinner pillow. The contoured pillows work fine. They give you a little bit of support to your neck. The problem that back sleepers can have though is that they'll double up on a pillow or have a really thick pillow and so their neck is, their head is kind of pushed forward. A caveat on that or kind of a, a little tangent is if you do find yourself reading or, or watching a movie in bed at night and you're kind of propping your head up, um, just know that your neck not, might not like that position. So back sleepers, that's a fine position, that's an okay position. Just have a thinner pillow so that you're not um, propping your neck up too much. Side sleepers, this is also a valid position to sleep in. This is actually what I teach most of my patients is how to properly sleep on your side. That sounds funny, but most side sleepers get into trouble because they'll actually slightly rotate onto their stomach. So I call it a pseudo stomach sleeper uh, as opposed to a side sleeper. So you're probably familiar with this. If you're a side sleeper, uh, this is likely the position you're actually sleeping in. But what happens is when you sleep on your side, you'll straighten the bottom leg 
and bend the top knee and you'll kind of rotate toward your stomach. And uh, this is where people get into trouble because they'll start on their side and then throughout the night they'll, they'll kind of wake up and realize, oh, I'm on my stomach. So even that little bit of twist toward that stomach sleeping position will increase the amount of rotation through your neck and the amount of tension that your, your neck has to deal with. So what I suggest is <clears throat> two additional pillows. So a pillow under your top arm, and that's going to kind of barricade you, your shoulder from wanting to roll forward at all. Um, and it's going to support your arm as well. So we don't want the shoulder on tension, especially if throughout the day you have trigger points and other uh, points of tension in your shoulder. We want the shoulder to be relaxed in a neutral position as best as possible. So kind of hug a pillow in front of you. The second pillow is going to be in between your knees. And this is to prevent the bottom leg from being straight and the top leg from bending and wanting to rotate you forward. So the knees should be together, the pillow should be in between the knees, and your knees being together and bent prevents you from wanting to roll forward. Now as far as the pillow under the head, I always recommend a thicker pillow. Um, there's not necessarily a specific type of pillow or brand, but I do suggest uh, memory foam for side sleepers because it doesn't give as much, it doesn't collapse uh, like some of the cotton or, or cheaper pillows. And so if you can find a, a thick, uh, firmer pillow that you think is comfortable, um, then go ahead and uh, use that. Now, for those of you who are in Colorado Springs, and I believe there are options probably uh, throughout the country, but for those of you in Colorado Springs, I do suggest Relax the Back as a, a local uh, retailer for pillows. They do a good job of fitting and uh, setting you up with a pillow. Uh, and they are not paying me anything to say that. I, I send people there because they do a good job. All right, that's the first thing. If you are waking up with headaches or migraines, this is one of the things that you should be aware of. Your sleeping position is likely impacting that. The first thing you do is wake up and you have neck pain or headaches or migraines. Uh, understand that your sleeping position should be the first box that you check as far as what am I doing to prevent this. All right, so for those of you that don't wake up with headaches or migraines and it's more a problem of pain that increases throughout the day, so let's say you have a desk job or whatever your work looks like, um, and I'm going to speak specifically to the people that have more of a sedentary work situation, so a, a desk job, if you find that your headache or your migraine comes on in the afternoon or maybe it starts in the morning and increases throughout the day, what you do during the day is important. The position your body's in, the position that your neck is in, is going to affect what you feel. So the first thing that I would have to say, and, and the principle that I follow here, is that movement is always better um, than, than sedentary positioning. So if you can get up and move around, that's always better than, than even sitting with good posture. So if you sit with with really good posture and you have the lumbar supports and you have the chair set up the way it should be and your screen is at eye level, I would still suggest that you get up and move around, go on a little walk. If you work from home, walk uh, around the house, go to the kitchen back, walk down the hallway, or even better, do a walk around the neighborhood. Same thing at your office, um, find a little a loop around the office that you can get up and walk around. Just give your body the opportunity to move through its available range of motion. The body doesn't like it when we have mobility available and we don't use it. Joints get stiff, 
Uh, think of like one example is when you talk on the phone for like half hour, 45 minutes, and you're holding your phone up to your ear. And then when you hang up and you realize, oh my gosh, my, my bicep is killing me or my elbow is, is hurting and it almost hurts to extend your arm. So that joint gets used to that position. And same is true with all the joints in our body. So we want to use them uh, and move them throughout the day. So that principle is, is movement is better than even the best posture. So get up and move as frequently as you can. Now, as far as um, sitting, even when you're sitting, I would suggest that if you have a, a habit of sitting with a forward posture, forward head, to move in and out of that. So even if it's pulling your shoulders back, uh, kind of sticking your chest out, looking up towards the ceiling, rotating to the right or to the left, again, movement and, and what is commonly said is the next posture is the best posture or the next position is the best position. So it's the lack of movement that's the problem. It's not necessarily the position you're in. Now, the position you're in does have an impact on what your neck is going to experience though. So I'm sure you all have, have heard before that our, our head weighs 10 to 12 pounds and that weight on our neck is multiplied with even a few degrees of, uh, of a forward tilt in our neck of a forward head position. And so we want to give our neck the best chance of getting through the day without increasing the level of tension or the level of pain in that upper part of the neck. Um, and so I would suggest for those of you that sit for work to find a good desk chair, one that does allow for good lumbar support to put your screen at eye level this is one of the big ones for people, especially if you work on a laptop. It's going to be very difficult to have your screen at eye level and your keyboard down at a comfortable height for your, your wrists for typing. And what likely happens is you, you have the keyboard at a good height, but then you're looking down all day, which is going to aggravate the neck. So try to find a separate monitor, a separate keyboard, one or the other, so that you can have the screen at a proper eye level and uh, the keyboard can be at a position where your elbows are at 90 degrees. Uh, your wrists can rest comfortably on the keyboard so we're preventing anything like carpal tunnel. And you're able to sit upright. You don't have to lean forward. You don't have to squint. If you are finding yourself squinting or having a hard time reading what's on the screen, I would suggest you know going to see an optometrist and, and uh, potentially solving that problem through visual means or um, prescription lenses because you need to be able to see the screen clearly without leaning forward uh, as leaning forward will increase stress through your neck. So uh, one, one little tip for those of you working at home and more, a more specific prescriptive type movement that I will give to my patients is just to sit up straight and give yourself like a, a double chin essentially. So you want to tuck your chin and do that 10, 15 times as frequently as you think about it. And what that does is if you think of your head in a forward position with your neck extended at the very upper portion of the neck, that's closing off the available space for those tissues and that joint isn't happy. And so just by sitting up straight, tucking your chin uh, can be a great way throughout the day to uh, remind that joint that it can move. Remember the upper part of the neck is, is where this pain is going to be generated and where that loss of movement is really going to have an impact on you. And so I would suggest doing that sort of chin tuck nodding throughout the day. So there you have it. The, the two things that every headache and migraine sufferer 
should avoid uh, sleeping on your stomach and the sedentary day without any movement in it or the poor posturing while you are sitting. And uh, like I said, what you're doing while you're sleeping, what you're doing while you're awake have a major impact on how you're going to feel. And that neck tension pain generator line, if you can manipulate that, it's not just avoiding triggers, it's avoiding these elements of your day that affect the musculoskeletal system in a negative light. So there you have it. Hope that's helpful. Stay tuned next time. Feel free to reach out to us. Uh, if you are a headache or migraine sufferer, I remind you guys that we have what's called our free discovery visit where we get to know you personally. We get to understand your story and we love to be of assistance for anyone that's suffering with headaches and migraines. And we have seen uh, all types of headaches and migraines and we'd love to hear from you. You can give Tila a call at our front desk and uh, she can help you out or just book online at www.NoveraHeadacheCenter.com. And thanks again for listening, and uh, I will see you next week.